Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Golf Podcast. We've got a really special episode. We're going to be bringing Alonto Griffin, PGA Tour winner, on the show. Uh, I want to talk to him a little bit about... Uh, how he's staying in shape uh, for golf, what he's doing, what his game plan is for when golf eventually returns. Uh, for a lot of these guys on tour, Mike, it is the longest break they've had in quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything's shut down. And I'm just curious to know how he's keeping the mental game as well in shape because he's he's been humming this yeah, season. You know? He has. I you mean, know, he, look at here's Here's a guy who was only, what, it was uh, two years ago or so on, on the Corn Ferry Tour trying to work his way in. And then now he's really having a career season. Uh, he's eighth in the FedEx Cup uh, rankings right now. He had that win in, in the Houston Open. Um, so it, it's really, you know, his, his game is in top form. So that'll be interesting to talk to him about that. We want to talk to him a little bit about his equipment. I know there's been some changes recently uh, from the T-Series to anything else that he's gaming. And 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 one thing I always enjoy is how he has fun with that, with our good buddy Aaron Dill with the stamp yeah. on the wedges. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to ask him about that. Got to ask him about that. Yeah. Um, but all, all really great stuff. Uh, so we uh, are going to be bringing him on the show in a minute. I don't want to keep you guys waiting too too long. So, Mike, what do you say we do a, uh, a quick word from our, our sponsors, and then uh, we'll just dive right into the interview because, um, like I said, I want to have as much time as we can to talk to Lonto. Yeah, man. Let's do it. All right, so guys, first we want to thank Titleist. Bob Voke and his team, they're always grinding to produce an amazing product, but with the new SM8 wedges, they've really made a giant shift forward. And we had a chance to speak with Bob in person on a recent episode on the podcast. Uh, it truly is amazing what has gone into the new line of SM8s. It was fun asking him, saying kind of how do you outdo yourself when he's had so many successful iterations of the wedges and the SM the SM series. Uh, so Great to get that information. And our fitting was postponed a little bit. You know, Mike, we're, we're going to get in there. We're going to get those SM8s ourselves yeah, uh, pretty soon, pretty soon. I'm really excited because, like I said, the success that we've seen so many others have been having with the SM8s. So um, if you're not able to get to a fitter, and you're in the, but you're in the market for some new wedges, you got to check out that wedge selector tool. We've talked about it here before, vokiwedges.com. Otherwise, we always say, guys, if you get the opportunity to go through a fitting, uh, truly putting your hands in, in, you know, yourself in the hands of, of somebody who's very knowledgeable and knows the ins and outs of bounce and grind can put you into the right wedges. And they've got a lot of versatility that they can work with, with the SM8 line. So guys got to check them out. Go to vokiwedges.com. And big thanks to ShotScope for sponsoring the show. Guys, if you're new to the pod, uh, the ShotScope V2, it's the world's smartest golf watch. You see us wear it in all of our videos, and we're always out there on the course with it on. Laser-like GPS, stat tracking built into one device, and it's super impressive. I mean, the amount of data that, of your golf game that you have uh, right at your fingertips, and it's so easy to navigate on their user-friendly dashboard. Their customer service is top-notch. I mean, there were situations where I was going to play a course in, in a few days, and it wasn't mapped for some reason. I've First time I ever found a course not mapped and uh, you reach out to customer service and the, within 24 hours, 36 hours, they've mapped it and you're ready to go. So top-notch customer service. I mean, the watch itself, simple to use, turn it on, put it on your wrist, go play golf. You know, if you want to learn about your golf game and uh, have some pretty deadly GPS out there, then check out the V2 by visiting shotscope.com slash golficity and the price right now, still $119. So definitely check them out. And lastly, 
Special thanks to FootJoy. No secret, the FootJoy Flex, it's one of the best-selling shoes in the game for the last few years. I mean, I can I literally wear these things everywhere. Uh, they now have a version that's completely, I mean, the, the waterproof version called the Flex XP. Love these. You can wear them in any condition. Uh, we had them in Scotland. I mean, you know, they, they're phenomenal. They offer a completely new lightweight performance, uh, mesh upper, completely waterproof. I mean... That's what we want. I mean, nobody wants wet feet, Frank, no, on the no, golf course. No, no that's I like was really worst. happy when they came it's out the with the worst. Uh, I, I love my my flex, but when they came out with the waterproof version, uh, I had to grab a couple of pairs because yeah. you know you, you, you always yeah. get a, even if you're a dew sweeper, you know, even if it's not a rainy day, you get a little bit in the right, morning. Right, right. You're so, absolutely right about yeah. that. I didn't even think of that. But you know, I wear the flexes at the gym. I, I go for walks in them. I mean, they're fantastic. Um, you know, many have tried you know these types of shoes in the past, but leave it to FootJoy to elevate the category. I'm telling you, check them out if you haven't. Uh, start flexing with the uh, Flex XP's Rain or Shine. Learn more at uh, footjoy.com. Great. So let's uh, let's go ahead right now and bring uh, Lonto Griffin on the show. We have the good fortune here to have Lonto Griffin, PGA Tour winner, on the line. Lonto, how are you? How's everyone uh, staying healthy and safe your way? Uh, yeah, man. Well, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, me and my girlfriend, Maya, we've just been been at home and we uh, we fostered a dog about 10 11 days ago so we've been enjoying spending time with him and and uh, yes everything's great here that's cool to hear actually i've i've heard that a lot of the shelters are have been cleared out with so many fosters so i, I guess it's yeah. a bit of silver lining here going on with uh, with everybody at home in quarantine yeah so we've been we've been talking about getting a dog for a couple of years actually since you know, pretty much right when we met about two and a half three years ago and you know, without the coronavirus, we, we, you know, as much as we travel, right. uh, Maya loves to, she loves to be on the road with me. So when, when we knew we had six to 10 weeks off, it was like, all right, let's just go do it. And we, we got it done, I guess, two Sundays ago. And, and it's been awesome. He was, Troy's actually sitting right here beside me on the balcony and he was, <laughs> uh, he, he spent 18 months in a, in a shelter. So wow. it's pretty cool to see, just to see his personality change from when we got him being real reserved and kind of depressed to his personality has come to life within a couple of days. So he's, uh, he's sitting right here with me. There he, is. <laughs> he won't, uh, that's great. So, uh, speaking of, of being, being home and that, that time off you mentioned, I saw the other day you posted on, um, on Instagram that, you know, it'd been over eight days since you, you touched a golf club. Uh, would you say, I guess this has been kind of the longest break you've had from golf in a while? It's been a, yeah, for a couple of years at least. And the reason I'm taking a break really is, is I played 16 tournaments already and, and I played more than anybody else on the PGA tour this year. And I sat down, you know, two Saturdays ago, me and Todd Anderson, my coach, we, we were working and I'm like, Todd, I don't, like, what are we doing? Like, uh, we don't have a tournament for 10 to 12 weeks. Is it worth, you know, grinding every day being burned out at the end of this thing? Or another thing I was worried about is, is you can just go to the course for, you know, eight to 10 weeks straight with no tournaments and, you know, coming up, it's really easy to start making changes that you don't need to, you don't need to make. Right. So I wanted to, you know, one, get away from the game for a couple of weeks, even though as hard as it is, there's not a whole lot to do other than golf right now. So luckily Troy, my foster pup, he's, he's making it a lot easier to, to stay at home, but you know, I miss, I miss golf a lot, but I know that, you know, taking two or three weeks off, not touching the club, kind of refocusing the mental game and, and swing thoughts and all that, I'll be able to come back fresh and I'll be excited to, you know, go put in long hours on the range and get ready for, you know, for the tour, whenever we, we get back 
for sure. When we get, whenever we get back to work. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the big, the big question of, of truly whenever, but yeah, yeah, I can imagine that that's the tough balance between taking the rest you need, but also staying sharp enough, I guess, to be ready to go when that time comes. Yeah. Well, me and my coach, me and me and TA, we pretty much, we've decided about four weeks. I mean, if I, if I have four weeks to get ready for a tournament, that's all the time I need. So I want to get back and have some fun and, and, you know, just do some, you know, go out and play with the boys and stuff like that. But it's tough, man. I, I want to get out there and, you know, TPC Sawgrass is so good. Uh, it's in such good shape right now. It's hard to be sitting at home, you know, 10 minutes away, oh. you know, <laughs> not playing, but no, yeah. it's, uh, it, it's good for me though. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of the sharpening that mental game, I, I heard you, uh, joined Rory's book club. <laughs> yeah it was a perfect uh you know those the articles came out about the the books he was reading and i was like well we got at least six weeks off now that was when i when i ordered them and now we have 10 weeks off so uh, i bought a playstation and um it's been about 95 percent playstation about five percent reading those books but i'll uh my, my goal is to get through all four of them by the end of this uh this little break we have well, there you go. what's the playstation game of choice right now so it started out, um, you know, playing Madden, and and then I I never really played Call of Duty, so I, I started playing Call of Duty, and and it, it's 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 almost like golf a little bit. It's like I'm so far It's pretty addicting though, because uh, I've been in, I've been getting better and better, you know, as the days go on, but. It's uh, I'm I'm so far behind eight ball in Call of Duty. It's it's a joke. <laughs> That's yeah, great. You end up you end up getting, getting beat up. up. You end up getting beat up pretty bad by a, a bunch of twelve year old kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're just showing me up, and th- and they have their little headsets on. They're talking to me, and I'm just like, God, man, I just want to crawl into a ball. <laughs> but it's been fun. It's been fun. Well, do you do you have any inclination? You said about the eight to ten weeks, or I know everything is anyone's best guess, but do you have any inclination about when do you think things will start to gear up? a little bit again for the tour i've been uh obviously colonial would be amazing that's what the the tour hasn't pushed that that idea back i don't see us getting back before june 1st personally and then today was kind of a kick in the stomach when wimbledon canceled in july Uh, i think it's late june early july golf and tennis are are a little bit different as far as fans travel and all that but I don't know, man. It's with Wimbledon canceling, and you know, it's 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 tough to imagine us getting back, you know, much before Wimbledon would have been. So, I mean, it is it is what it is. It's kind of a waiting game. But I'd love I'd love to resume the season, obviously, where I am on the FedEx Cup, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm hoping they don't wash it. But if if they do wash it, I, I get it. I mean, you got to protect the guys that haven't had a fair chance to you know enough tournaments and all that. So. I'm hoping we get back by June, June 1st, and we can, you know, play some majors and, and, you know, the open and all that, but you never know. Yeah. Well, that's just it. I mean, obviously there's bigger things to worry about than, than, you know, where you place in PGA tour events right now, but, uh, you've had, you know, a heck of a season, you know, from stemming from the Houston open win. And then, you know, a couple of top, you know, tens and stuff like that. And as you said, eighth place currently in the standings for the FedEx cup. Um, so it, it's gotta, it's gotta burn a little bit to be sitting at home when you, you know, really were, uh, in, in top form right now. Yeah. Yeah. So there's two ways I've been looking at it. One, you know, if this break had, had hit me at any other time in my career, it'd be way, I mean, it'd be tough. I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be some guys that, you know, their careers are over because of this, because one, either they just don't have the money, you know, whatever it may be. 
so I'm, I'm extremely lucky that it happened right now than if it happened a year ago at this time i, I think i was 95th or 100th on the corn ferry money list and i had done nothing before you know easter sunday when i won in alabama you go two years ago i was probably 170th on the feather cup so it's a double-edged sword you know mm. one way is you know I've, I've been playing really well you know through the you know having the best year of my career and you know but then also I'm, I'm locked in for another two years after this year so you know if we if they do cancel the season i'm still gonna have a job so yeah there's two ways to look at it. I'm, I'm trying to be positive though it certainly is an optimistic way of looking at it for sure um but all right so one thing i wanted to dive into here everybody loves a good you know kind of what's in the bag mike and i ran through ours the other day and some of our our followers were wanted to to know a little bit more about what you're gaming for this year so would you mind just quickly running us through uh some of the highlights of, of what's in the bag right now yeah i got the uh SM, the new SM wedges, I got uh, 47, 51, 55, 60. Um, those are, I, I put them in Sea Island, and they've been awesome. Uh, Aaron Dill and his team, Bob Oki, one of the nicest, coolest guys I've ever met. Love seeing him. I saw him at, at Bay Hill a couple weeks ago, and and uh, those wedges have been great. I got the black T100s, uh, four through nine iron, <laughs> and I got the, the, the U510 two iron. And for me, I've always loved hitting the Stinger 2-iron. And that U510 has got a little bit bigger back on it. Mm-hmm. And I put it in the bag in, in Portland last August, and uh, I can hit it high. So um, that, that club's been awesome. I can hit it low. I can hit it high. I can hit it off the tee. I can hit it off the deck. So I think that 2-iron that is one of my favorite clubs I have. And, and then I have, the, uh, I have the TS3 3-wood. I got it at 16.5. And um, for me, I've always had a lot of shaft wings. So putting a little bit more loft, me and JJ, I think we did it maybe a month or two ago. I was struggling with my three, but he put some more loft on it. And for whatever reason, it just kind of helped, helped me off the tee and, and off the deck. So um, those have been the, the two iron and the three would have been been, been big for me, you know, hitting in the par five and, and keeping it in the fairway off the tee. And then I still have the 19, uh, 917 D, D2. Uh, 10.5 driver uh we as soon as that driver came out in, in 2000 i think i was at the u.s open in 17 no that, that's when the ts came out uh i was hitting it so i was hitting my my 917 so well um at shinnecock it was it was really hard to make the switch to the ts and uh and i've been hitting that the 917 d2 um I'm, I'm one of those guys that when something works it's hard for me to make a change right so uh, the TS, uh, three, three wood, it went in immediately and, uh, I'm starting to get that itch to kind of test out that TS two, TS three, TS four driver. Um, but I think we got a new one coming up, uh, you know, this summer or this, this fall too. So, uh, I've been a Titleist guy since day one. I've always, you know, I, I think I bought a, when I first started playing golf, I bought the, uh, that old three wood that Tiger used a little, tiny head yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, i bought one of those I, I think i paid 200 bucks for it and it was like 13 degrees with a steel shaft and i was 14 years old um, <laughs> but just that look it was a pt the pt yep. um yeah so it, it's it's been it's been a fun ride with Tylus. for sure and how about the uh when did you make the switch over to the t100s that was just a couple months ago last year on the corn fair tour you know going to top three or four on the list, and I remember uh, Dino 
the Dino on the corn fairy tour, he brought out, you know, just, just try him out. I, I hit four balls with him on the range and told him to play that week. Yeah. So, um, when something screams at you, like it felt so good going through the turf. Um, and, and my numbers on track, man, were all, they weren't a lot better, but they were better. So that was an easy switch, but I got the black ones. I had to talk to the Titleist guys into giving me those, but I love the look of that black finish. And, uh, and those have been, those have been awesome. Yeah. I love hey, Lonzo, I wanted to, I wanted to ask about the SM8s because, uh, you know, we've been fortunate enough to, to work with Aaron Dill in the truck. He's made us wedges. He's stamped wedges for us. We've had Bob Bokey on the podcast recently. Um, the Dumb and Dumber quotes. All right. we lo- One of my favorite movies of all time. Is this something that you just Aaron does on his own or do you come in with the idea? Uh, it, it's it's kind of a team, a team thing. You know, Aaron's kind of like, you know, what, what are we gonna, what are we going to put on the wedges and we did wedding crashes last year. Um, <laughs> Dumb and Dumber is one of I mean, Dumb and Dumber is one of my top three favorite movies, any genre yeah. of all time. I mm-hmm. think it's a genius movie. Jim Carrey, uh, you just you can't beat him. So there's so many. The hard part was we had we, were, we did him at Sea Island. We had, I had twelve quotes and I had to narrow them down to four. Um, I was going to say, how do you pick so the I best started, ones? It was tough. I mean, there's a few. You know, like why are you going to the airport, flying somewhere. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's a great one and there's, there's a there's a couple more you know pull over big gulps. Mr. Cardigan, but thanks for yeah. noticing yeah the yeah. big gulps uh, yeah. there's so many uh there's so many you can put on there from that movie so uh, luckily luckily uh you know aaron and those guys they let us change out our wedges every you know couple of months so we'll we'll have some some good ones coming down the road that's great. That's great. And I, I wanted great. to fire away here as well while we have you a couple of uh, fan questions that that had come in. Um, and, and one asked a good question. Um, what is your favorite event throughout the season? And, and uh, I don't know if you'd say Houston <laughs> after winning there or if it's someplace yeah. else, but they're wondering what your favorite event is. Houston's, I mean, Houston's going to be, you know, the city, the tournament, the golf course is going to be in my heart forever. I mean, there's no doubt. Um, put that aside, put Houston aside for the obvious reasons. The Greenbrier, I grew up about an hour and a half from there. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. I love, I love the golf course, the old white TPC. And, um, it's a golf course where it feels, it feels really easy, but it's not. And the scores are never crazy low, but you go out there and you feel like you should light it up. And, um, that's one of my favorite places to go. A lot of the reasons, you know, I got, uh, hometown support. I got a lot of people from Blacksburg and that Southwest Virginia uh, coming over, but I also grew up playing junior tournaments there. So, so now to be able to go back there and, and play a PJ tour event there is, is, is really cool. Um, Pebble special. I love Pebble. Um, honestly, every single tournament on a PJ. Oh, sorry. We we lost you for just a second there, but you're back. Um, another, uh, the, the, you know, yeah, all, all, as you said, all the, the tournaments on the PGA tour in a week after week, it's just, a, it just seems like you're in a special place, you know, every, every week, but, absolutely. um, another question, uh, one of the fans asked whether you're a pro V one, uh, or a pro V one X guy. I'm a pro V. So basically it helped me launch it higher. I've always been a low, a low launch, uh, high spin player. So for me, the, the pro V the pro V one, you know, kind of gets it up in the air a little bit and takes a little bit of spin off. So I have a, I have a kind of a unique, you know, launch and ball spin versus a lot of players. You know, a lot of guys like to hit it high and, and not spin it. I hit it low and spin a lot. So, uh, I don't, I listen to guys like 40 and Jeff, the guys on the, the tourists, on the Titleist tour, 
they uh, they know what they're doing. You know, we we went out and did some ball testing at at uh, at Farmers this year mm-hmm. in San Diego, and and there's a there's a new golf ball coming out. You know, sometime in the next year or two that I really really like. So um, I'm looking forward to, to getting my hands on that. But the, the Pro V one is is you know the best ball in golf. Yeah, I mean, I, I game it myself. Mike's a Pro V1X guy, but um, just it, it just amazes me how well between those two balls, it just feels like there's something that kind of fits every golfer. Um, another question that came in from one of the fans who's wondering about the biggest struggle you felt like you had to overcome in your career. And and I know there's a lot of great stories we talked about uh, and heard about through you in the past, you know, two years or so coming up, struggling, making your way up. And then that breakthrough moment in Houston, but was there any one particular struggle you felt like you had to overcome and, and what was that? Yeah, that's easy. I mean, that's easy for me. It was, it was Wichita 2017 on the, uh, on the corn Ferry tour. I was, you know, I'd played like 10 or 11 tournaments and I'd made, you know, 4,800 bucks, I think. And I was about to get reshuffled out. Wichita was the last week. You know, I'd been searching, I, I, the biggest problem I'd all, always had was always trying to search to be perfect, trying to be Adam Scott or trying to be, you know, Roy McIlroy, trying to, you know, put what they do well into my swing. And I finally, I got so tired of, of grinding on the range and just, you know, having these huge ups and downs. You know, I went into Wichita that week and I was like, all right, I'm going to play, I'm going to play this entire tournament with no swing thoughts. I'm just going to look at my target, you know, pick a dimple out of the ball, hit shots, hit low cuts, hit high draws, whatever I need to do. And from the practice round on Monday, you know, through the week, I, I didn't have one swing thought. And mm. I finished 19th, and that got me reshuffled. Um, you know, that reshuffled me into the rest of the year. And, and two weeks later, I won in Nashville. So it was like, it was one of those things where, you know, finally I realized that what I do is good enough. I don't need to try and be somebody else. And trying to be somebody else always held me back because, you know, as soon as I made some progress, I tried, I tried putting some, something else in my golf swing. And then I, you know, take two steps back. So, you know, I, I look back to that week. I think I made ninety eight hundred bucks, and I was forty thousand dollars in credit card debt mm. at the time. But I, I remember going to the next week feeling like I was a millionaire because I just made ten grand, and that I was guaranteed another ten starts. So, you know, I look back to that week. That was huge for me. Um, it's allowed me to practice less, play better, and you know, it's been it's been kind of uh, it's been golf's been a lot more fun. You know, since that, you know. It was my birthday week too, I think. So it was probably like June, you know, June eighteenth, June nineteenth was that uh was that event in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, it's amazing how something can just kind of click and change like that. And even how that is even, uh, it's a common thing. I mean, I, I remember even hearing stories. I think it was uh, Greg Norman was struggling when he was doing certain things where he was trying to emulate what Jack Nicholas was doing with, with his uh, pace of uh, his play and stuff like that. And when he settled into his own rhythm and got away from that, similarly he excelled so it's interesting i mean there's obviously there's reasons why we want to emulate other certain things but uh it's such an individual and unique game you know yeah no 100 yeah i'm just trying to find some better wi-fi for you guys <laughs> no, no worries you know what it also is it's that everybody in the country is working from home and on skype right now and it slows us down yeah but, the uh, wi-fi uh, yeah, yeah yeah it's all good we'll get through it <laughs> all right Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. Uh, it's you know that's pretty much just about everything we had for you anyway. You don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, you know when this season eventually does resume, 
you know, we wish you all the best. Um, we're we're gonna we'll be here at at Wingfoot for the Open when it's around this way, or hopefully we get to to pop in and see you one way or another when you're up on the East Coast here. But uh, but we really do hope we get through this. We hope that uh, we get back out there and everybody's playing. And in the meantime, you know, continue to enjoy the break, the little bit of Call of Duty, <laughs> and uh, whatever yeah. whatever else gets you through for the meantime. But um, we wish you all the best for the rest of the season, and and hope to you build on the success that you've had because it's been a it's been a really great run these last couple months i appreciate it thanks for having me on i hope everybody you know stays safe and we'll uh we'll see you guys back on tour in one two three months hopefully sooner than later hopefully sooner than yeah, later hopefully all right great all chatting right, with you right, stay safe we'll, we'll talk to you soon all right guys thanks take for care me on. all right thank Bye. you man take care all right guys uh we really enjoyed that interview hopefully you guys did as well uh, you know hey Hashtag work from home problem. So, so sorry a little bit about some of the poor connection and spots. Um, it's tough. I think everybody in the world is working remotely on the internet right now. So uh, at times you get that, but regardless, it was, it was good to get a chance to connect with him and, and, and speak with Lonto and, and uh, hear what it sounds like on the inside, being a, a PGA tour player, being a PGA tour player who right now is, is, is playing really well, uh, up there, way up there in the FedEx cup standings. Um, and what it's like, uh, what it's like to take a pause because it's so interesting, Mike, some of these guys, I mean, they've played golf every single day since they were kids, you know, for a lot of them, this is the longest break they've gone from golf and not only from competitive golf, but from golf in general. I mean, you heard him say mm -hmm. it like right down the street from sawgrass and he can't go out and play. You know, I know. How inc- that's crazy. Incredible. That's crazy. So some of these guys, you know, they have access to whether it be simulators or a range or some facilities that they can work in. But um, even for PGA tour players, it's, it's just as challenging t- for some of them to get out there and play as it is for a lot of us right now, which is something you, you never would have imagined otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's a totally chill dude. What, what a great guy to talk to. And, you know, just to put it, the whole financial situation into perspective, you know, 40,000 a credit card debt. It was the last one. I mean, it was his last chance. And then just, you know, with, with a good week, your whole entire career can change, change you know, that. and you can get that tour card and, get, and lock yourself up for two more years after a win. And, you know, I probably punched the ticket to the masters with that win, uh, which is unfortunate. Hopefully they get a chance to play it this year. I got to think they're going to play it in October. I really fingers yeah. crossed. Hope to see yeah. that happen. Yeah, um, I think so too. But great conversation, great guy. Look forward to meeting him in person when uh, when he comes over to the East Coast. Yeah, and I thought there was a lot of great insight in there too, just as he took us through his bag a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Just certain things like you know, with the when you know, you kind of know. Like he said, he hit just a couple of balls and and immediately clicked that he had to put the t- the T one hundreds in the bag, but still kind of dragging his his feet on the TS driver just because he's hitting his other driver just that well. You know, the mm-hmm. other you know, you and I, you know, we had uh, that the series prior, we had hit that driver too, and um, I think. As he said, it's just it's just a matter of time before that it makes the change there. But um, other things like the SM8s, uh, just he he just you know immediately got to put those in the bag and and just having a little bit of fun with it the way he did, like you said, with the uh, the stamping is always cool. Yeah. But um, regardless, interesting interesting to to get into the mind of of somebody who plays at his level, and uh, and it's just got to be so interesting for guys who are at that level, the competition and the, the amount of practice. And he had talked about grinding, grinding, grinding to all of a sudden switching it. It's like going from fifth gear to first gear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you got to switch in your home playing 
Call of Duty for three, four hours a day. Right. You know, or even just that word, home. What home is like for these guys? It's so rare. Um, mm-hmm. the, the the schedule is so grueling. The number of events. What do you say? I think you said he played eighteen straight events or something like that. Um, you're traveling all over the world, not just the country. So it just it's even just yeah, an adaptation just to be home as much as they're it's home. Funny. It's funny you say that. I watched a, a quick interview with Rory. He was he was doing a live the other night, and uh, he was in his house, and he said, he goes, my wife and I, we just bought this house like a couple months ago, and this is like or three four months ago. And this is the first time I'm actually getting to sit in it and enjoy it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it is wild. It Their is because these are just, nice. so it's, it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. And I think it'll be an interesting adjustment to see how these guys come out of it and how they, they start playing when, when the tour returns. But, um, like Lanto said, I think he's got a great game plan there. He knows it'll take him about four weeks to get tournament ready. So I'm sure this is not going to be a last minute decision. Uh, the PGA tour is going to let these guys know when it's looking like they're going to be returning. And then he'll start the, uh, the real heavy grind, about four weeks out from that, uh, with his coach and, and, and I'm sure with the fitness aspect and stuff like that, but, um, just interesting. It's just interesting. It's just cause it shows that, uh, we're all golfers, you know, no matter what level. And we all have things that, that we have to do in order to perform our best. So I right. thought that was great insight. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, we appreciate having uh, Lonto on the show. Appreciate him coming by and talking to us. And uh, this was fun. If there's anybody else you'd like to see on the show, guys, make sure you let us know. Drop them in the comments. Uh, message us. Um, these this at, you know podcast from home series. At least, <laughs> if nothing else, like I said, I'm always looking for the silver lining. It's giving us time to connect with people that we might not have otherwise had an opportunity to connect with. Totally. Uh, with the busy schedules, so uh, it's a little bit something new. But hope you guys enjoyed the show. Like I said, apologize for some of the connection issues there, but hopefully you guys were able, still able to enjoy the interview. And uh, we'll catch up with everybody again next week. See you then. 